You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Tech Fam Podcast number 498. I'm Tim Robertson, joined by David Cohen. Hello, David. Hello. 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 <laughs> I feel, uh, I don't know. I, I was going through my music library a little while yeah. ago, right before we, uh, in fact, when you called me back to start the show, yeah. I was listening to Foo Fighters. I, uh, I'm surprised that, uh, maybe I'm not surprised. I was looking at like the top artists that I have rated songs highest. And, Without uh, fit, yeah. Yeah. So it's the Beatles, Foo Fighters, Prince, and Metallica are my top four. Yeah. No weird Al Yankovic. No, uh, maybe one or two in there, maybe. <laughs> Eat it. That's got to be in there, right? Um, yeah. It's, I, I wonder how many people do bother with this anymore. Probably nobody. I've got uh, I, in my music library, and this is called. I mean, I should back up for those who don't remember or haven't been listening that long. I used to do web design way back in the uh, 2000s. And I did a website for a record store called The Rock Cafe, which shockingly doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> And, uh, and I told the owner that his business is in trouble when MP3s and iTunes and all that stuff was starting to hit, and he didn't believe me. Hmm. Anyways, they didn't pay me in cash. They paid me in CDs. So every week I got to get a new CD. Well, that's 52 CDs a year. And there was times that I would go in, and I hadn't been in in six weeks, and I had to pick out six new CDs or more. And after a while, what do you get? I mean, think about that. If you have to get an album every week. Now, I already had a pretty good CD collection at the time. So I had my favorite bands and all that. So then you just start adding to it. Like, well, I've never heard of this album from this artist before. So uh, cover looks cool. I'll get it. Right? Yeah. And eventually I ripped uh, all of those CDs into iTunes because iPod, right? Yeah. And I got rid of the physical CDs because I didn't care anymore. I was like, these can go. The problem is when you have that many CDs and you rip them into your computer, you, you, there's so much junk. And so for many years, I would just, I would pick an artist and I would rate each song. And if it was le two or less, I deleted it. I'm like, why is this in my library if I don't like the song? So right now I'm at 16,860 songs. Now, some of that is, uh, you know, some podcasts that snuck in there, a couple audio books that instead of one big file, it's like 57 files because each one's a chapter. Yeah. Um, but that's a very small number compared to the actual music. Um, but when I listen to music now, I generally don't do it at home a whole lot. I do it in the car. And I generally listen to my own playlists. I'm, I do wonder how many people do that. I think most people probably listen to Spotify or Amazon Music or Apple yeah. Music. And the weird thing is is that what you're doing is very similar to what the, the streaming services do. They, they're watching everything that people play. And the more they play it, then the more... Um, the more they rate it for that person, you know, just like Netflix does. And, and then also they, they uh, use algorithms to try and find similar type of music and they'll present that to you as well. On spot, certainly on Spotify, uh, Amazon Music, <coughs> on Spotify, if you're playing a playlist and you get to the end of it, it keeps playing. It just plays music it thinks you'll like. <laughs> Sometimes you can be a few songs in before you realise that your playlist is finished. Um, certainly if you're in the car. So... I think that the processes you're going through are still happening, but they're happening. They're being driven by algorithms in the streaming services now, rather than um, rather than people doing it manually. Because yeah, I don't think a lot of people manually rate a song one to five stars anymore. Yeah, I I wonder. See, because I liked that feature a lot yeah. when I first ripped all my CDs. I would I spent hundreds of hours creating playlists and you know based on this and that and i remember some concerts that i went to that i found online that actually had the playlist which shocked me to 
no end. And if it was a concert I went to, I recreated that live playlist and I named it the concert that I had gone to. I lost all of that when I had a SSD that wasn't backing up, and I thought it was, uh, when it crashed on me. And there's no way to recover a SSD. It's gone. It's finished. Um, I never bothered to get back to that level of detail in my iTunes library. Because it was so disheartening, you know? You lose all of that. It's just gone. What do you do? Well, yes, yeah, a lot of work. It's um, a, it was hundreds of hours of work. Yeah, and who has the time now? Well, even if I did, it's just like, yeah. ugh. I mean, for just like a, 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 like I, the example I was just using, a live music event that I went to, a Metallica concert, or better yet, Monsters of Rock in the Pontiac Silverdome, which I think was 1989. Uh, Metallica was there, Dokken was there, Ozzy was there, Van Halen was there. I mean, it was a killer concert. I found the playlist for that concert. And I recreated that concert in the order each song from each artist was played. Now, I actually had every one of the songs, which was cool. Um, I think there was one song that someone did a cover and I didn't have it, but I didn't care. But other than that, that took a little while to put together. That's probably an hour's worth of work. Maybe a little less. I don't want to do that again. No. Well, there's, it's it's worse than that as well. Because when you move from having your own personal music library, and I think most of us probably got them in a archive somewhere. But probably. It's certainly, not live, it's certainly not live on my computer at the moment. No, it is mine. Um, the... Um, the problem then is, is you go to a streaming service and you've got the ambition. You know, talking about time again, you probably have the ambition to recreate your music library, but you, you forget half of what you've got. Yes, and um, you know, and then there's a certain percentage of those those artists who aren't on the streaming service that you're with, and so you'll never hear those again. And um, yeah, they. You know, over time, we're just going to lose access to a lot of this stuff unless we're really, really organized. And let's face it, most of us aren't. The last playlist that I actually put together was three years ago, and I call it 50 at 50. I wanted 50 songs that I really, really like. And I could duplicate artists if I wanted to, but I tried not to. I tried to at least yeah. pick one song from an artist I like, and no more than that. Um, what is it? And it's 26 songs in there. So even that, I just kind of was like, eh. And it's kind of like my mowing the lawn playlist. So I I really nowadays only use one playlist, and it's just got everything in it. If there's a song that I like or a song that I think of or a song, particularly a song I think the whole family will enjoy, because I'll I'll often have this on the the car when we're driving somewhere, I'll stick it in the, you know, they're all good playlist. Yeah. And currently it's got about 550 songs in, something like that. That's a lot. And then I just put it on shuffle and, um, you know, on the hope that most people when we're in the car will enjoy the songs as they come up, you know. And uh, then I, I, by who uh, hums along to the song as it's playing, as, and sometimes if it's a song they've not heard of, you know, it, it takes a couple of choruses before you get to that. But then you hear it and then you think, oh, yeah, that's a good one. Um, but th- that's the other problem as well is that um, we used to have albums. You know, you like you say, you ripped through albums and then you would listen to the whole album and you'd rate songs and there would be plenty of songs that um, you would be on your playlist as favourites and they were probably never released as a single, whereas the music services are very much singles and single yes, track oriented. Exactly. So that's, that's why my library is way better than anything you'll find on Spotify yeah, as far as exactly. I'm concerned because there's the stuff that you're never going to hear on you know, you're not yeah, going to hear I mean, Toe they, the Wet Sprocket on Spotify. It's never going to well, pop up. Well, not only that, even if you do, if you listen to, to a particular artist, there are, if you choose a particular artist, there's normally a playlist on there that has been curated from people who listen to that artist. And you will get songs on there that, um, that, that, are, that are album tracks and not single tracks that you might not be familiar with. Um, so, so that works a little bit. But the problem is, is that, everyone's tastes are different yes and uh and everyone's tastes change too well, i know i know there are some songs on sang albums that i didn't really care for when i was younger and now actually i really enjoy them 
uh, and if you don't have the the music there originally and you don't have the time to go and find it spotify is not so bad in that they do tend to have all the albums on there they're not just the singles or the or the top tracks but you have to again it's about putting time and effort in to go back and re-listen to them so um, cole wanted uh music actually on his phone he got the new iphone 15 pro right and uh so my 15 has the my 15 year old has the nicest phone in the family right now because mine's a 14 yeah. pro yeah, max same 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 with me. My my son's got a 14 Pro Max, and that's the best phone we've got. Yeah. So I said, okay, well, I can put my music library on your phone. He was like, yeah. And he's got a very eclectic taste in music as well. One of his favorite things to listen to is, like, the Star Wars uh, theme music, you know, yeah. from the, the soundtracks. Yeah, Alexandra's video game music. Yeah, he has Coles in there, too. But I don't have so that no- stuff in my library. No, but normally he gets in the car and he says, oh, can I put my music on? I, say, I go, fine, but no video game music. Yeah, never mind. Um, so two, So I was going to do that, and I started it, and he's got a 512 gigabyte storage capacity on his phone. Yeah. I had to abort it, because, and he was like, oh, I want it on there, though, Dad. And I said, bud, my music library is 490 gigabytes. So I could put yeah. this on here. But with all the other stuff on your phone, you're not going to be able to take pictures. Yeah. Uh, well, so doesn't Apple have a service for that now? Was it? Was it? Oh, they used to have a service for it where you could put it in the cloud. iTunes Match. Mm-hmm. Does that still exist? I don't know. I I found that it sucked pretty bad because a lot of my stuff wasn't syncing over, and yeah. I don't. Know. And one of them was. Tr- and, and at one point, I remember, and we talked about this on either this or way back in the day on my Mac, but I'm pretty sure it was tech fan that it started deleting some of the stuff in my library because it couldn't find a match. So it was just getting rid of it. And I was like, bullshit. Well, yeah. What well, it's not meant to do that because yeah, it was meant it to anything. It couldn't find a match. It was meant to keep the original file that you'd uploaded. Yeah, but it didn't do it. Yeah. It started trying yeah. to delete stuff. I caught it doing it and I recovered everything, but it, it got rid of like 70, 80 songs before I caught it. Um, yeah. Two of the biggest playlists that I have, I've got my top rated. So these are five-star songs, right? 1,458. And remember, I this is rebuilding my library. This isn't going through everything. So I've got 1,458 that I rated a five-star. But here's the thing. My five-star ratings kind of evolve over time. Like yeah. when I rated, you know, Rock and Roll Ain't Noise Pollution from ACDC, I'd probably only give it a, three or four star now but the day i rated it i was really digging acdc so it went higher (laughs) yeah you know have a drink on me acdc probably not five stars anymore um in fact i've got a lot of acdc stuff so i was really getting into acdc when i was creating this list um but my the one that i like the most and this is a smart playlist which i don't think you can do you know, you could do it in, in iTunes, but you couldn't really do it on a streaming service. And that's give it rules. So the rules for this one is it, it has to have a match. And all of the following rules exist. The rating is five. Last play, not in the last 45 days. Um, and then music kind is music because every now and then an audio book or some bullshit would sneak in. Yeah. Um, and then I limited to the song count to 90. So this will be a, a progressively changing list because as I listen yeah. to the song, it po- it it's going to go out of that list because I've listened to it now and it's been within 90 days. So another yeah. song will then, that's top rated, five stars, will pop into this list. So yeah. that's an ever-changing playlist. And, I, and it's always going to be stuff that I like that I haven't listened to in a while. I should probably yeah. change the 45 days to something like 180 days because I just don't listen to music as much. What do you think yeah, about that? that? Yeah, I, I think that's, um, you know, it's, it's again, it's, it's kind of like recreating what Spotify tries to do, which is things that people like or things that you like or things that people like you like. Um, though, obviously, you've got the uh, the added thing of, of, you know, I haven't listened to it for a while. Yeah. Um, so you you are you are really trying to create your own pseudo Spotify, and to solve Cole's problem, you could go even further. You could put all your music on a Plex server, um, 
and then he could stream it in the Plex app. Yeah, but I want to limit how much streaming he does. Like when he's at school and lunch, I don't want him streaming videos and and movies. Because I've run into the problem in the past where, you know, my usage went skyrocketing because him and uh, Felix were just going crazy with stuff. Yeah, but the Plex server could just be for music. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and then it'll only be audio stream. (coughs) Uh, But you still have the the usage problem. I'll be honest, the the service he uses the most is uh, YouTube music. Yeah. Which is weird to me. I don't know... Uh, well, it's like MTV, isn't it? It is. Well, but no, it's 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 not videos though. It's just audio. No vi- it's just audio. There's no yeah. video. They don't play the videos with it. No. no, because it's meant to be listened to in Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. Right, right. Yeah, it it is kind of weird. I I, don't, I never think about using Google services because Google. But there you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we're also not 15 either, so. No, that's, this is tr- this is true. It's like, you know, at 15, you, you just think, oh, my personal data, who cares about that? Well, yeah, they, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of uh, data, you have an article in here about T-Mobile forcing people to migrate to pricier plans, which, of course, includes data and stuff like that. Yeah, um, they, they, uh, yeah, they... Um, Decided this was a bad idea after all the press. But, Jesus, um, it's so stupid. It's just like, you, we get these stories all the time now. Well, the last one, big one, was the Unity thing, where the guy got fired in the end for uh, basically screwing all the customers over for money and uh, and profit. Uh, and this is the same thing. But I, I find it interesting because, you know, T-Mobile did that thing Oh, God, it's getting back now, probably about 10 years ago, where they were like the unplanned and they were cool. They weren't the horrible, horrible um, mobile phone company like everybody else. And uh, now they've gone the same way. And yeah, they've just basically were saying, oh, if you grandfathered in on something we decide that um, isn't very profitable for us, we're just going to move you and you're going to suck it. And uh, yeah, there was a big, big uh, fuss. And then they came out with a typical corporate speak thing saying oh we're committed to giving our customers the best value and you know we've reviewed that never say we've we've you turned on this because everyone hated it it was going we've reviewed this and we're pausing our approach for the moment while we can consider some other way of deriving best value but yeah they were basically just and tell people yeah that that plan you're on it doesn't exist anymore so we'll move you to the next best one oh by the way 25 dollars a month more but no, but it's much better value. <laughs> all these companies, they, they all talk about value. Yeah, They don't understand what the word value is. Value to them is more money for the company. That's exactly right. Whereas value to us is more services for the same or less money. Yeah, but what services is- can a, a cell phone company really offer? How about exactly. two things? Uh, a migration plan that works for a lot of users, so you can get a new phone without having to spend you know 1200 bucks for yeah. it. Uh, and reliable calls and data. Yeah. I could be in the middle of nowhere and I could still get a freaking phone call or yeah. access something on my on my phone. Yeah, but, but th- their, that's their all. attitude yeah, their attitude is and, and you see this in the British market because our, our market is much cheaper than yours. Shocker. So so they have to compete different ways. And what they do here is they'll offer more and more data for more money. Um but I would say if you've got a hundred gig plan a lot of people have 50 gig or 100 gig plans and per month and you're not you're not touching the ends of that you're not using it up then uh, and and i would say the majority of people wouldn't be using that up uh, then offering them 200 gigs for an extra five six pounds or ten pounds a month yes is is no that's poor value no because they're never not, gonna David, use it. they need that money <laughs> How is how is the the CEO of T-Mobile going to afford his fourth boat at his third yeah, exactly. vacation home unless they raise some money? They got to yeah, make Wall Street happy, David. That that's that's exactly the problem. And it's interesting with a with a mobile phone network because obviously once it's built and you're operating, yeah, your costs are fixed. Your costs are maintenance, investment, yeah, which is adding more towers. Um, and uh, stuff, and 
<laughs> and that is those are your three fixed cost bases and many of those you can choose well all of them you can choose how much you spend you can choose how much you want to maintain the network so you know when things break you can say i'm not going to maintain i'm not going to fix that this month i'm going to do it next month or when things need changing out because they're getting old you can say i'm not going to bother the um investment you can you can change you say well i think the coverage we've got is good enough i'm not going to extend it i'm not going to make it any better and then the third thing is your staff you can decide how many people you employ to do marketing and support and all of those things and sales so effectively it's a fixed cost business and this this thing about the constantly trying to get more money out of you is trying to improve their margins it's not about improving the network because most of them will not say every penny that we make in profit we're going to reinvest back in the network to make it better no uh, there there's a boat to be bought (laughs) bonuses to be paid dividends to be paid which which leads to the boats yeah and and the trick as you say about the stock market is the stock market um you know expects growth yeah expect them to that's the problem i i always have okay so you're a company and you make let's let's say you're you're a decent sized company you made $50 $50 million, right? Of that, $2 million is profit. Next year, you made $50 million again and you had a $2 million profit. That is really bad to the stock market, to Wall yeah. Street. That's bad. You didn't grow. Well, yeah. I, we made $2 million. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, we're going to reduce your stock price. And blah, well, blah. yeah, because, because the stock because the stock market is basically one big investment vehicle people buy the stock and they expect to get a return on it um and you know that is slightly counterintuitive in some respects because not everything can grow and look at what happens with the big companies like apple they will do billions and billions of dollars in profit every quarter but if they're not making more billions than they did the same time last year then the stock market the stock price will tank now a lot of CEOs, thank frankly, I think should ignore the stock price because the stock price it affects stock options and everything, but it actually doesn't um, for a company like Apple who's not not requiring investment from its stockholders um, by people buying the stock. It's not requiring on that as an income. They should just not give a damn about the stock price, to be honest. Yep. Um, because it doesn't it doesn't help them conduct their business at all. Correct. You know, so they should should really not pay a lot of attention to it. They should concentrate on running the business because they've obviously proved they've already proved they've grown to, you know, the many billion dollar business per quarter they are. Yeah, they should protect it and stop it from tanking. But at the same time, they shouldn't be driven so much by that. And I I do wonder how much uh, companies like Apple and Microsoft and everything are really driven by stock price. hundred percent. Oh, well, yeah, which is stupid because when you're the biggest, you've got limited growth because. That, you know everyone's already got everything you sell you know yeah um, i do but unfortunately the reality of the situation is those ceos are beholden to the board of directors who are well stock market driven yeah anyways let's move on uh stupid move by t-mobile to begin with but they backtracked only because well they got caught and got a black eye in the public so which again is is I don't understand why these supposedly fabulous business brains don't ever see this coming. Well, they, they do because they're the not fabulous. Love. They're not yeah. fabulous. They're just normal <laughs> people that think that they can get away with a quick one, and then it bites them in the yeah. ass, and they act all, oh, we, well, well, we, yeah. you know, it's not They've that we did something bad. No, they didn't say yeah. that. They said we did a but, poor job of communicating the benefits. No, in other words, you got caught. You couldn't find a good excuse. You had to backtrack. Go screw yourself. Um, speaking of going screwing yourself, this Chamberlain groups. You want to explain this because this just pisses me off. So um, the cloud has given us many, many benefits. Um, you know, it, I would argue that the cloud is one of the 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 capability of the combined capability of improved networking for a lot of people together with the ability to access cloud services has really improved computing uh, and technology for most people um, on the planet but the problem is is that everybody wants a piece of the cloud and everybody wants to 
likes the control it gives them over their customers. So this uh, these this company that makes garage door openers, which is uh, admittedly a market I don't know an awful lot about because we just it just is not a market in the UK. Nobody uses these things here, but I know they're very big in the US. Uh, and you used to get a garage door opener that basically had an infrared eye on it, and you had a button in your in the roof of your car. Uh, like a remote and when you came home you pressed the button the garage door opened <coughs> you drove in your garage and then you closed it again right well this wackadoodle company decided to build a business on a cloud based garage door opener so you could have it on your phone I, I don't understand this because to me having the button in the in the um, you know in kind of in the in the sun visor of your car is is far more convenient than fiddling with your phone. Well, it's not um, just fiddling with your phone because you can integrate it with Siri or Google Assistant. You can just say, "Hey Siri, open my garage door," and it will just do it. Okay, so, which right, is kind of neat because yeah, pushing cool. a button yeah. above your head is very difficult. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Anyway, and and let's face it, I, we do know. Uh, and we talked about this before. Lots of people are really crazy for these home assistant integrated systems. The problem is, is that um, this company, because the stock market, again, yep. <laughs> because of the demands of Wall Street, decided that having an API that was integrated with all of these home services was just bad business. We're just giving money away to other people. What we want is people to use our own app, our own app that on their phone will show them ads. Yeah, so they basically have. Uh, they basically said we are going to cut the integration. We're going to we're going to privatize the API. Nobody else can use it. So you buy buy all your Siri and your um, yep. uh, e- 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 Echo integration, all of that. That's going away, and you'll just have to use our app now on our fo- on the phone, uh, and you will get ads while you're using it. And uh, unsurprisingly, people are concerned for many reasons. First of all, all of that sounds horrible. Yeah. And secondly, it's exploiting the resisting customers because most people coming to look at that system in the future will look at that and go, ugh, that's not what we want. We're going to go to somebody else. Yep. Yeah. And so it's basically deriving ad revenue, which don't don't get me wrong. I think we all recognize, despite the fact everyone hates ads, it's very, very lucrative. But it's a, basically exploiting their existing customers who have no say in the matter because the thing stops working if you don't play along. You know, so... Um, yeah, in that case, cloud bad, and they haven't. I don't think they've rolled this one back yet. No, they. It's won't. only a matter of time, I would imagine. Nah, but um, they'll keep it. Yeah. Yeah, it'll stay. Because, well, yeah, again, I suppose there's a lot of traction there because going out and replacing your garage door open is a is a. I don't know how much how much does it cost for for that. They're I not cheap. It's not. Now I was going to say because it's a big motor and all of that i would imagine it's not cheap and you've got to install it and all of that and they're relying on the fact that that's a huge pain in the ass to change so most people will go back to so what they've effectively done is they by getting rid of the cloud stuff and going back to their own app they've gone back to the infrared remote model but yeah. worse yeah because but worse now you've got to fit now you've got to fiddle with your phone yep and now you've got to put up with the ads yep. which you don't get with an infrared uh infrared controller yeah. I wonder if they, they might, don't they have a manual backup? Yeah, they have to. Can, I mean, otherwise you can't get in your damn house. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, in that situation. I think most be, of these cloud-based ones, they still work with a, an IR. So Right. So, so back to the IR, yeah. back to the remote. Yep. But, but obviously, I presume the cloud stuff ones was more expensive than the simple IR one. Back well, they have to have a backup because what if the Wi-Fi yeah. network goes down? But we, yeah, but when you were choosing, if you'd have bought just a simple IR system, I would imagine you would spend a few hundred dollars less than yes. the one with the cloud integration. Probably. And now that cloud integration you paid for has gone away, yep. or has been has been enshirtified, as they uh, as the um, as people like to say now, which is is you know the the fact that this advertising model is now affecting lots of things on the a lot of things in the in the tech business now. Which is uh, yeah, because well, who it's else not just did the that? tech business. I mean, there's so many yeah. places that have businesses that have. Did you hear I, about? Go ahead. Do you hear about the Amazon TVs? No, what's going on there? So, so people have been, and we've advocated these in the past because we thought it was a good idea. Amazon TVs with with Fire TV built in. So uh, Amazon announced last week that uh, everyone who's got one of those gets ads now. Wow. You know. 
So people, as you might imagine, are not happy about that either. Um, and uh, yeah, maybe we should uh, reconsider that risk in our recommendations in the future because I know we've advocated for those devices in the past. And apparently Roku as well is also now full of ads, which I didn't know. I've got Roku and the only ads I ever see is on the home screen and it's always for stuff on the Roku channel. On the right. Which well, I'd heard that yeah. looks more like a recommendation than an ad, but yeah. it is an ad. I recognize that, but it, well, it's these, not are, intrusive. these are uh, these Amazon ads are like um, like the ads you see on Amazon itself. Ugh. They are for products. They are not for recommendations for video and stuff like that. It's like maybe you'd like um, this cool Amazon Amazon Basics uh, battery drill. Hey, we noticed that you watched uh, the new episode of Loki. How about a Loki bust on our Amazon? It's going to be worse than that. It's because it's it'll be tied to your Amazon account. So yeah. it'll be whatever you've been, whatever ads you get when you're on the Amazon website, you'll now see on your TV. Yeah, so, <laughs> sounds fantastic. Yeah. Well, I mean, we ask for this though. We do as consumers. Yeah. Well, yes, yeah, consumer consumer demand yeah. and providing consumer choice, I yeah. believe, is another is another phrase that gets trotted out quite a lot. Yeah. So, it's just like when I always want somebody when they come out with a corporate speak like that to say, "Okay, give me the survey results that show." Yeah, I want to meet the customers who are demanding this. Yeah. You know, Good luck with that. Put one. them up for interview. Hey, get them to explain themselves. <laughs> they don't exist. No, they don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what does exist is an update to the Steam Deck. Um, I, I, you have a Steam Deck too, yes? I have a Steam Deck. I do. Yeah. I do as well. I don't play it very often. Um, I was playing it quite a bit. I've actually got a game on there that I want to get to and start playing, but I'm just kind of still playing uh, the latest Zelda game on my Switch. Yeah. And when I say is... playing it, I mean maybe two hours a week, if that. Yeah. So. So. My Steam Deck is my principal console, yeah. so it's very, it's very dear to my heart. And and, I don't play it as much. And it's much a great system, the original. It is. Yeah. But if there's uh, one critique I have of the Steam Deck, is that the screen itself isn't great. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. But it's, but well, so the original Steam Deck was built to a price. Yes. And, and actually, when it came out, it was a fairly amazing price. It was because it wasn't. It wasn't much more. It was than a steal. A, yeah. The, the entry level one, I think, was three twenty nine, something like that. Yeah. Or maybe yeah, or three fifty, something like that. And it was a sixty uh, four gig um, hand, large handheld with a an okay screen, um, pretty good performance for the price, running Steam's Linux system. But amazingly enough, an awful lot of games work under this. It is it's it's a little bit underrated. I think it's like. Um, Apple's Rosetta 2 when they I, came no, out. No, I don't think it's underrated. I think that's the benefit. That's one of the reasons people buy yeah. it. So, so many of these yeah. AAA games that you usually need a PS5 or a high-end computer or, a, you know, the yeah. top-of-the-line Xbox runs fine on Steam. Yeah. and What trickery is to, this? Yeah, you don't have to deal with Windows. Right. Um, you don't have to deal with, uh, you know, obviously it's it's the same as, as the Apple system. Everything is integrated because it's all built. Yeah to be integrated so the controller support works and um you know as steam is steam is very valve are very good at telling you what will and won't work on the steam deck yep, they're very good about how it. well it'll work and all of that and because the screen is fairly low resolution because it's seven inch handheld um you know you can get acceptable performance out of an awful lot of games because the games are obviously designed many many times to run well at 4k yeah so if you Bang the revol- resolution down. They look pretty good on a handheld. It's been a great success. Um, and everyone's been waiting for the success of the Steam Deck. And what they've done is they've basically done what Nintendo did with the Switch, which is they've got the Steam Deck OLED, which is the internals are mostly the same. But what they've done is they've addressed a lot of the complaints that people had about the original Steam Deck. So it has a 7.4 inch OLED screen, which by all accounts is amazing. Uh, it has, uh, because the screen is smaller and requires less backlighting and stuff like that, they've had room to put a slightly larger battery in, so you get better battery life. Um, they've improved the ergonomics, they've improved the uh, haptics. They've basically uh, addressed an awful lot of problems that, that, you know, minor problems, but nevertheless problems people have had with the original Steam Deck. And what they've also done is they simplified the line. You used to be able to get a 64... 256 or 512 gig ssd steam deck 
now they've got just the 256 gig LCD LED and then there's the uh, OLED one which is 512 or 1 terabyte of storage uh, and those are those are more expensive yeah that one um, has the anti-glare etched glass which hmm yeah so actually one, one thing that I would recommend to our users because this is what I did is I ordered a new Steam Deck this week but I didn't order the OLED one I ordered the because they've discounted they're discontinuing the 64 and the 512 so they've knocked a lot of money off those price so I ordered myself I've got 64 at the moment I ordered myself a 512 regular LED Steam Deck uh, and I'm going to sell my 64 and basically I'll get 512 gig storage for not very much money thanks to the discount uh, I, I would be see. interested if I played it enough and I just haven't yet because I also have the 64 gig version yeah and I've had to go in and do the whole delete this, delete that. Um, yeah. I did put, I think I put a 512 gigabyte, you know, card in there to store card, more stuff. Yeah, which is which is the way I I run yeah. mine. I actually run my, all my games off a off a card uh, and a, a micro SD. But I would still run out just, of space when I wanted to download something. Well, yeah, some I of these mean, games I've, take some a lot yeah. of space. Exactly. Yeah, and I'd rather have the convenience of having the internal stuff. But that's the only thing that I because i actually like the the more limited battery life the battery runs about three hours on a full charge for most games and for me that's great because that's as much time as i have anyway yeah <laughs> so i think I mine's three hours yeah. and i i never yeah. get close to that it yeah. does get and, a little uh, warm sometimes and i know that they went yeah. to, from the seven to the six nanometer yeah and um, apparently the cooling is cooling is system better. Is, is better and quieter yeah. as well and that's um, one of the things that make me interested but here's the thing because i don't play it very often give me your opinion on this david because lately i will pick it up make sure there's no updates or if there is update it um download a game that i want to play but i just haven't got around to yet it's sniper elite five by the way is the game yeah uh, it looked interesting to me and i've never played them so it was on sale for like 14 bucks instead of 59 dollars. so i was like yeah i'll buy it um yeah. <clears throat> so i'm knowing all that knowing that i'm really not playing it yet am i good to go with because the screen is the thing for me uh yeah. and should i upgrade to the oled or just wait I, for the actual steam back yeah, deck 2 I, to come I, out so and, and in fact, they said the reason they didn't upgrade the internals is they want to have a fixed platform for people to aim their games at in terms of performance and optimization, which is very, very sensible. So um, the Steam Deck 2 will probably... It's definitely probably three horizon, years away. But yeah, a couple of years away at least. And, and it, for me, I've decided to stay with what I've got. I want the extra storage, but I don't want anything else. Uh, and I will buy the, the Steam Deck 2 when it comes out. Um rather than um rather than goes the oled one now for me the oled is not i don't get me wrong i know it will look fantastic compared to what i have now but i don't look at my screen and go oh it's so terrible that, that i that i struggle with it it's fine um and uh well, see i don't think it's up. as good as my oled um switch well it won't be as good as your oled switch because it's not oled but um if you if you love your oled switch and you want that look on your steam deck then this is the one to buy but if you don't play it enough to justify the money... Yeah, that's my thing. Yeah, Because I would want to get... Honestly, I'd want the one terabyte with the anti-glare. Yeah. That's And that's $679. And yeah, it's quite a lot of money. I, I can't justify so, it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, anyway, it's good to have choices. And unlike some of the companies we've just been talking about, um, this is a very um, measured and intelligent move, I think, by valve yeah well there's a lot of competition in this steam deck category now and every single one of them has been a complete failure compared to the steam deck because i I forgot i have one yeah cole's got it and he never uses it yeah there's the asus rog ally and then there's uh, one coming out from lenovo called the legion go which is just on the horizon now uh and then there's chinese companies like gpd and what have you which have them but the problem is they all run windows um, I remember and which they one are I more have. of a, they are more of a pain in the neck to use than they are than, than the Steam Deck is for for that reason. I'm scrolling um, down the uh, tech fan list until oh there it is. Uh, I talked about it in January of 2015. Uh, the Asus ZenBook. No, that's the. Well, which one is it? Yeah, 2015 is way too long because that's before the Steam Deck came. No, no, January 15th. 
2023. Oh, January 15th. Yeah, Tech Fan 485. So just 10 episodes, okay. 11 episodes okay. ago. Um, oh, the Logitech G Cloud. That's what it was. That's right. But that, that the G Clouds are streaming. And it's terrible. Streaming an Android. I, I've tried it. It's yeah. terrible. And all the Steam and all the um, Android stuff that you could download does not work with any of the controllers. Yeah. It reverts right back to being a touchscreen, yeah. which is so useless. The, the big one the big one is this Asus ROG Ally, which has better internals but worse battery life than the Steam Deck, has a better screen. Um, but again, I don't I don't think it's taking the world on fire the way the Steam Deck has. It doesn't have Valve's marketing behind it, which counts for something, you know. It's sold right there on the on the Steam screen. You know, and I, you've got that fully integrated experience. It's always going to be superior. As, as much as I want to play Sniper Elite 5, that's why I paid money for it. There's another game sitting on my Switch right now that I want to play even more that I haven't got to because every time I pick it up, I go back to Zelda. And that's the new Mario Brothers Wonder, which yeah. I've seen gameplay and I've read a few reviews. And it looks like a possible game of the year type of situation. Yeah. It's fantastic. I, and I know I'm going to love it. And that's next on my horizon. But th- I'll be yeah. honest with you, I probably won't even get to that until the new year. Yeah, well, this is this is a problem. Is that, you know, if you don't have a lot of time um, to to game, then you know, I just need to hit the are- lotto. That's I just need to hit the lotto and. It, it, but even even then, even if you were retired, yeah, yeah I don't think you would, to do. I don't think you would spend. Yeah, there's other stuff you want to do that you wouldn't spend all day every day playing games because we're we're old guys. It's different. We're not. Um, you know, teenagers or or young or young kids who can you know spend fifteen hours a day gaming. Well, um, and, you know, in our in our bedroom, sat on our bed. I'll give you an example of retiring, and you know, oh, I'll do that when I retire because I'll have you know time. Because quite honestly, you and I are probably ten, fifteen years from retirement. Um, yeah. Although I don't know if I'll ever really retire. I'll do. Yeah. I have to do something, um, but let's just say that's the case um i've sold plenty of cars to retirees and one of the jokes is that i hear from them all the time is i'm way busier now that i'm retired than i ever was when i was working yeah because you work you get home you're tired you eat you watch something you go to bed you don't really do anything Whereas when you're retired, you wake up and you do stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you find yeah. things that you want to do, but there's still stuff you have to do, like mow the lawn and rake and shovel snow if you live where I do and that kind of thing. But you, you've got a lot more time. Like Julie doesn't work, but she's constantly busy doing stuff. Yeah. So, anyways, yep. your wife is the same, yes? She is, yeah. She's she's busy all the time. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, and uh, when I. When if she's not well and I'm doing all the stuff she does, I find it really hard because it's it's a lot of work. Yeah. I, I don't want to do all that stuff. Yeah. I don't yeah. mind doing laundry, for instance. I just hate folding laundry. I'll wash right. it all day long, no problem there. I hate yeah. I hate folding laundry and putting it away. I hate that. Yep. Third world problems, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 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 Well, if only the, they had a Steam Deck three that did the laundry yeah. for you. Yeah, as I'm playing Zelda. Funny. Or Sniper Elite 5. You know what the funny thing is? You can get all these games now that are very, very popular where you do domestic tasks. You know, there's, there's cooking. Farming there's simulator. Cook I've ones. never understood that yeah. one. <laughs> exactly. Dude, there's a, there, I'm not kidding at all. And Cole loves the game. I'm not joking about this. There's a game called Power Washing. Yes. They're, they're you. It's. I can't get him to use the actual power washer that I have. Alex, Alexander's listening in in his room, and he's just texting me. Power wash simulator. Did he really? Yeah. yeah. I'm not even joking. It's a game. How the hell is that a game? Well, it's, I, I can only presume that every player is connected via the cloud to a power washing robot, and that actually somewhere in Japan, you're washing everybody's cars for free. You would think there would be a better game that <laughs> you have this thing that you spray mud all over everything and... That that sounds like fun. No, I want to play the game where I clean up all the crap. What? Dude, you can't clean your bedroom, let alone you're playing exactly. a game on cleaning that's, it? That's the frustrating thing, isn't it? Is oh, my God. It's sat there in the middle of pizza boxes and glasses and sweet wrappers and 
all of this stuff and last week's dirty laundry and this week's clean laundry. I got cl- we <laughs> finally got cl- I'm going to spend three hours playing a clean-up game. Yes. <laughs> Jesus. Shoot me. I got him to clean his room last week, and the garbage bags yeah. are still in his room. Yeah. Full. Can yeah. you bring so- it down now? But now you got more crap in there that you got to put more stuff in the garbage bags. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> we were all, we were there. We, of course we were, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, on that high note, we're going to wrap up this episode of Tech Fan. Uh, we'll yeah. be back next week. We're going to be doing, of course, you guys listening to this know that I did stick the last geekiest show ever into the feed. So, you guys got a geekiest show ever. Um, so you know what you're missing. I'll, I'll do that every now and then, and vice versa. I'll stick a tech fan every now and then in the Geeks Pub. Uh, I said geekiest show ever, didn't I? I did. You did. Yeah. Yeah. Geeks Pub. Um, and and you know, look, we haven't talked about some of the big tech news recently because everyone else is talking about it. So there's no re- no reason for us to talk about Apple chips or anything like yeah, that. I, because it's boring. Yeah. I mean. It's, um, it's, not, it, it's, it's a ex- new it's the same laptop it's a slightly faster yeah that's it that's not yeah. it okay we talked about it um yeah. <laughs> unless one of us are actually going to buy it we don't care well yeah well not only that you can't talk authoritatively unless you actually buy one which again most tech pundits don't seem to bother with so i i and, use and this mac studio every day and yeah. it's it's more than oh, hey, i need hey, no yeah, I was going to say, you're not, not finding now that, that you're looking at it and going, oh, this is just such a piece of junk because the M3's out. Yeah, no, not, not even... Well, I exactly. always forget what I get, what I have. So I've got the Mac Studio 2022. It's the M1 Max. I've got 32 yeah. gigs of RAM. I've got one terabyte SSD in there. No, I'm sorry, two, yeah. two terabyte of SSD. Yeah. I never even know if it's on it so damn quiet. Yep, and you'll never max that computer out. Never. Excuse the pun. Yeah. So, yeah. Eventually, I'll, uh, I'll replace it with something, but it's going to be a long time. So, so this was the thing. I know a lot of people were complaining about Apple's charts in the in the event, comparing the the, the performance of these M3s to Intel Macs. But I think that's who they're aiming at to upgrading. They, yeah. I think they know that anybody who's got even an M1... Um, probably doesn't need to upgrade no. because if, if you're in an intel mac it's time get off the yeah. intel stuff it's it's so inferior compared to the m it really yeah. is I, but and and even then it's a, it's a it's a sliding curve i just replaced my my mother's imac she had a 2010 imac yeah yeah and she was complaining that some websites didn't work anymore and that's just basically because it's so old yep. and uh, and it's so slow compared to you know the javascript crap that's exactly running on all these webs yep. now so I, I said well you need a new computer i tried to get her an m1 i tried to convince her to get an m1 imac she's going i didn't want to spend a thousand pounds yeah and so that's a good point in the end we i think she spent 600 on a 2019 4k intel imac and you know what? I've set it up, and she's delighted with it. Yeah, because of course. It, it, it does everything she wants it to do. She doesn't need. She doesn't know what's in it in terms of processor, RAM, or anything like that. All she knows is what she looks you at. You could have got her a Mac Mini M1 with a even yeah. bigger screen I and tried, still save money. I tried to convince her of that, but she wanted the all-in-one all in one. on the separate computer. Yeah, so. that's understandable. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. there's an elegance to. Uh, especially if if you're using a wireless keyboard and mouse, there's an elegance yeah. to simply plugging it into an outlet. You're there's no other wires. Yeah, I mean, and it has a great screen. I mean, yeah. Um, but from a future proof standpoint, she probably somebody should have kicked in the extra money from poor old mom and got her an M1. Uh, uh, she it's not it's not about the money. She's got the money. She just didn't refuse to spend it. I've been working on this with her for about a year and she just refused to spend it. Yeah. So eventually I, I eventually I sent her a lick cuz she kept on she eventually she she was going to go, "Oh, I'll have a refurb one cuz they're cheaper." So, of course, the M1 IMAX don't only occasionally come up and refurb. So eventually I found her a refurb one, but I also found this one at the same time. I sent her to two options. I said, buy one of these. Don't mess around. Because she, she, the, the, the other thing about retired people is that they have, they're busy and they have a lot of time. But when they're asked to do something, they procrastinate. Don't do it. I don't know what it is. It's definitely much a retirement um, thing. Yep. Uh, so I said, don't sit on it for a week or two thinking about it because it'll be gone I said choose one of these and buy it and then I'll come over and migrate everything over for you 
and uh, she chose the cheaper one, which is fine. As I said, she's really pleased with it. And one of the beautiful things about Apple is that even though she had a 2010 machine, I backed that sucker up using SuperDuper. Yeah, plugged the drive into the new machine and had her installed. It took me about two hours. And she's got everything the way it was before, only it's on a much faster machine. She's really happy. Hmm. Well, with that, we're going to wrap up, like I said, five minutes ago. Uh, we're out of here. <laughs> David, as always, it's fun. Next week, we're uh, on Geek's Pub. We're going to be talking about Loki Season 2. Yep. Uh, hint for me, fabulous. So good. Oh, uh, sp- good. That's a, Ooh, a, that's little a bit spoiler. Of- f- no, no, no. I'm just saying that's a spoiler from the future, which is very, very Loki. Yeah, that's, <laughs> there you go. Did you finish it? I've not watched the final episode yet. Oh, it's so good. The final episode just really... I was kind of surprised the direction they went at the end, and I I can't believe that um, they convinced Clint Eastwood to revisit Dirty Harry to come out and shoot Loki in the head like that. It was just... (laughs) Holy crap, I just didn't see it coming, to to be quite honest. Neither did Loki. Yeah, and then Robocop (laughs) comes and avenges him. It was... I... the multiverse no, no. is crazy. No. Next week we should talk about the uh, the new RoboCop game because I'm very excited about it. I love RoboCop. I don't know anything about it. Right. See, there you go. Research. See, yeah, well, <laughs> who has time? Um, yeah. and the Marvels came out, and I don't know if I'm going to go see it in the theater or not. I want to. It looks good to me, to be honest, but I, I just don't know if I've got the time to go sit for two hours at a movie theater to watch a movie that... I'm seeing mixed reviews. I'm seeing some people say, oh, this is the death of the MCU, which they've been saying forever. It's like, shut up. And then I'm seeing people say, oh, this is really good. This is fantastic. Uh, I think I think it probably means it's okay. That's it's kind not, of what I'm thinking. Fabulous. And yeah, I don't yeah. know if I want to spend that kind of money for Cole and I to go see it. Yep. And he doesn't even actually act. I don't think he even cares to see it, to be honest. Right. He did also watch Loki, so... Yeah. He's got girls, girl superheroes. They don't like girl superheroes. All right, man. I'll talk to you next week. All right. See you soon.